It doesn't have to be some huge dramatic calling. You don't have to be Julia Child. You don't have to start a business. You don't have to be teacher of the year. It's just whatever is, you know, burning in your soul and like pulling you forward. But does your life, the life that you're living represent that now? And if it doesn't, then what are you going to do about it? What do you want to do about it? Is that a problem for you? If nothing ever changes and you continue to basically live the same story that you're living right now for the next, I don't know how old you are, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, will you be okay with that? Will that be enough for you? What I want most for women everywhere is to stop playing small and step into your unique power so you can finally show up as the fullest, biggest, and truest version of you. But that requires that you first get crystal clear about who you are and then let go of everything that you're not. I'm here to teach you how to know yourself, trust yourself, and honor yourself so you can create a deeply aligned, deeply empowered, and deeply inspiring life. You know, the one you were actually sent here to have. Come on, let me show you how. What is your life trying to tell you? Not the one you want to be living. Not the one you're going to start living. Not the one you trick yourself into thinking you're living, but the actual life you have right now, this moment, the very breath that you are listening to my voice, what is your life trying to tell you? So it's funny because I feel like this is turning into like a unintentional three-part sermon from these last couple of episodes, but they are all about yeah, what's the, who you are living, who, well, the whole entire podcast is about the life that you're living, who you are becoming, who you are being. And that is the question for today. What is the life that you're living telling you right now? I think that's also another really important, well, not I think, I know, but that's another really important starting point when you start talking about creating your life, creating yourself, living from your deepest embodiment, biggest, so funny because I have my arms open, biggest, grandest, bravest sovereignty that you can imagine for yourself. You know, again, when we start to reverse engineer and figure out what we either need to do or more importantly, what we need to stop doing, the question becomes, what is the life that you're living telling you about yourself right now? What story, what story is it telling? And not from you being the center of it with the caveats and the, the addendums and all the tangents and stuff. But if you were to look at your life, both inside of it and, you know, as objective as you can from the outside, what story does your life tell? And that's question number one. And then question number two is, and does that story align with who you say you want to be. And it might seem like these are all various phrasings of the same question, but that's because they are. 
Because again, it's a very simple question of that, like question of becoming and being and who we've been socialized to be and who we want to be. It really is a very simple question that just manifests itself in so many ways. Because if we don't set up checks and balances for ourselves, you know, I think it's very easy for us to like delude ourselves. And of course it is because we spend so much time not even thinking about us, not thinking about your soul, your life, your desires. But especially as women, we spend so much time people pleasing and over-functioning and playing small that we're so externally calibrated. And we're so busy trying to get like the thing that's out there that we never stop and make sure that we're searching for whatever that thing that's like organically, naturally springing from us on the inside. And one of my superpowers, like with myself and other people is my ability to just like whittle things down to the bare bones. I'm very good at that, especially around emotional things of like, well, what you're really talking about is this, or when it comes down to it, we're talking about rejection, or we're talking about self-worth or self-esteem or self-denial or whatever it is. And so it is one of the skills that I think is like really important if you are ever going to be able to start fully showing up for yourself. And also being honest about like, you know, as I said in the last episode, like who God called you here to be, if you are constantly trying to minimize and lie and shrink and avoid the things that are calling you. And that might be as simple as like, you want to take pole dance classes or something I used to love years ago is doing floor work, like floor work dances at a dance studio. And so it doesn't have to be some huge dramatic calling. You don't have to be Julia Child. You don't have to start a business. You don't have to be teacher of the year. It's just whatever is, you know, burning in your soul and like pulling you forward. But does your life, the life that you're living represent that now? And if it doesn't, then what are you going to do about it? What do you want to do about it? Is that a problem for you? If nothing ever changes and you continue to basically live the same story that you're living right now for the next, I don't know how old you are, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, will you be okay with that? Will that be enough for you? And, you know, and again, the thing that I'm always coming back to and always trying to implore is you don't know that you have 40 years. You don't know that you have 20 years. You don't know that you have 60 or five or even four months. And so I do feel like this work of becoming and being, it's like for whatever time we have here, it is so important for we women folk to show up fully embodied and just able to receive and be in what is about ourselves. And when I talk about embodiment, it's like making the non-tangible tangible, making the, you know, if you say you it could be generosity. It could be, again, even like food is very important to you and you don't have to be a chef, but cooking is important and that's your passion. Okay. Are you, how are you fully embodying that? Are you in the grocery store on the phone and checked out and you're not able to kind of really take a lot of time to explore the products that you're picking up? Do you take yourself on field trips to the farmer's market and to this ethnic store and that ethnic store to try new things? How are you basically being that thing fully expressed in the world. That is what embodiment is. And it can be around your sexuality. Clearly, I mention that all the time because I love 
all things sensual and sexuality related, but it could be around your sexuality or your sensuality. It could be around your, again, your parenting, how you partner. A lot of times we're so busy talking about what we want in a partner, what the other person needs to do, who they should be, what character traits they need. And my question is always, are you being the type of partner that you would want to be with? Are you showing up as the type of partner that you would want to have? Because if not, our work always starts with us. The first place you work is the closest place to you, which is you. It is. (laughs) You start with yourself and then kind of work your way out. And really, there is no, the work is all inside work. You really can't make anybody change or encourage them to or anything. You live as an example. And so that's why embodiment is so important. That's why it's so important to pay attention to the standard, for lack of a better word, that we are setting and living just for ourselves. Again, not about anybody else. Is this who you say you are? Is this who you say you want to be? Is this what you want to look like? Is this you know, how you want to love on your friends and talk to your friends and love your partner and show up for your students and share your passions with the world, whatever it is? Are you doing that right now? Can we tell that, you know, as I always say, like, by the life you're living, what story is your life telling? Do you recognize the woman in the story that your life is telling? So if it's like, I see myself as X, but my life is really Y. Okay, if you look at that, my life is I'm exhausted. We're in COVID, so but let's just take that off the table. It's like, I'm exhausted. I really want community, but which is a common thing I hear with women. I really want community, but I'm also not making any attempts to create community. So I'm at home a lot. I spend a lot of time on social media or I just watch shows on Netflix or I get on Facebook and maybe once a year, maybe I'll go somewhere, maybe in the States or in my state or maybe internationally, but that's about it. Do you recognize her? It's like, if that was the story that my life was telling, I would look at that and say, that is not Deka. Like, I don't recognize that. And so- Clearly, there is a truth of that is who I'm being in my life, but that's not who I say I am. That's not who I want to be. And so that starts to give you kind of a roadmap to where your work is and what things you need to adjust. And like I said in the last episode, I don't know is not enough. It's just not. And yes, understand there's nuance to everything. And so yes, there are some times where that response is appropriate. But the reality is most of the times it's not. This is your fucking life. Figure it out. If that's important to you, if you want to live a certain way, you can't keep falling back on, I don't know, whether that's pick up a book, invest in something, one, you know, programs or whatever. One of the things I always say from the programs that I have invested in, it has also been, yes, there's been material and things that I have gained from the teachings but it's also been the community. And what it opened my eyes to is sometimes when you're wanting to create a new community and meet new people and be around them, you have to invest where you want to go. And that's not just financially. That can be time. That can be showing up and showing your face. One of the things that's really important for me in thinking about this as I get ready to launch my group program next month is when we're on Zoom calls, I want to see your face. Like, I understand that people are busy or we're not always dressed. I definitely, I mean, even on my coaching calls, I have clothes on, but it's not a value of mine to like look perfect for you. I'm showing up as myself. And so you get whatever Deka I am that day. And 
I think that's really important for also giving a mirror to my clients that like, it's okay for you to show up as who you are as well. But if we are wanting to create community, which is important for me, you don't create community by hopping on a Zoom call and having your video off. And now, yeah, I understand that, you know, sometimes somebody's driving and that's definitely not safe. So I'm not advocating for that. But everybody on the fucking call ain't in the car now. And so again, you want community, but you're not participating. It's important, especially because we are in this time where we can't be together. We can't be in close physical proximity. Somebody's got to put a face with the words. It's not just enough to hop on a call and hear your voice. Are you being what you say you want? Are you offering up what you say you want? Does your life reflect who you are saying that you are? Is What story is your life telling? And again, is that in alignment with who you are? So I don't plan my podcasts out. So I'm a person that definitely moves more by inspiration. And then I follow my energetic flow to post and create when it allows. But the ideas for posts and conversations and podcasts come at the most random times doing the most random thing. So I keep notes in my phone. So I would probably be hard pressed to tell you like, oh, I'm really going to do a specific series right now. I don't know. Maybe Deka in six months will. Maybe Deka in a year or five years will. But right now, I am just taking the ideas as they're coming. So like I said to me, it's kind of funny because I'm like, all of this stuff could really go like in a three-part series. But yes, think about what your life is telling, what story your life is telling about you, what story your life is telling about your passions and your desires. And if that story is not in alignment with who you want to be, then do something about it. And I don't know, you know, it depends on how big the gap is. I don't know exactly what that thing is. But like I said in the last episode too, make sure you're not overwhelming yourself. I heard this a long time ago that like overwhelm is a choice. And so yes, we acknowledge the feeling, but it's not a place you have to stay. You can be overwhelmed and then say, okay, what is the next right thing I have to do. If you want to take dance classes, it could just be getting online to even see if there are any in your area or to find out if they even offer virtual classes. Like we don't have to go all the way down the line to you being uh, dancing at the New York Opera or something or whatever it's called, New York Dance Company, whatever the American Ballet or something. We don't have to go all the way that far, but just start with whatever the next step is. Yes, it takes millions of decisions to create a life that you love. But at the same time, energetically, it's a bunch of small things. It's like, if you know that your lab report numbers have been a little high in terms of your health, being who you say you are is just as simple as like, choosing something food wise that is going to align with whatever your goals are for getting your cholesterol down, lowering your high blood pressure. If you've got adrenal fatigue, you have acid reflux, which I notice I have been struggling with a little bit. Being who I say I am is not all the way of like, it's a Deka who doesn't have acid reflux. No, we are always on a million destinations and journeys. You will check one thing off the list. And again, once you get there, then I get to Marrakesh and then it's like, oh, wait, I would want to own property here. Oh, I would want to build a life here. Oh, I would want to do this thing or that thing. And so you're always going to be on a journey, but it is how do you open up to just be where you are now? And again, not allow yourself to get overwhelmed, but to know that's as simple as me not eating 
as much processed food this week. Maybe that's as simple as deciding, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm not eating out anywhere versus what I've been doing the last couple of months, which is eating out multiple times a week. Okay, it's every little incremental step. Do I have to, like I said in the last episode, like try to come up with all the ways I'm going to be living in Marrakesh and where I'm going to live and what I'm going to do and what I'm going to do about the language and the this and that? No. Right now, you can just put a podcast out. Right now, you can just work on your group program. Right now, you can just offer your services, build the things, do the things that are the things that are speaking to me and I want to do in terms of building my business. You don't have to go all the way there. But you are the only one who can hold yourself responsible ultimately. It will be your decision, your choice, your responsibility to be who you say you are. And I think it's just one of the, I mean, I know it's a regret for everybody, but definitely for women that we have all these beautiful dreams and all these ways that we want to unfold in how we see ourselves. And we're constantly, you know, we grow up being told by parents and teachers and just the world or our societies who we can be. It's like they gaslight us and then we end up gaslighting ourselves by buying into their shit. And it's just a reminder that you don't have to do that. But if you want to, I don't know if that's a U-turn. Well, if you want to make a U-turn or you want to make a 180 degree change, it starts with being clear about the narratives and the stories that are floating around you right now and the ways that you are out of alignment and out of integrity with who you say you want to be. So definitely something to think about. If you are a journaler journaler like I am, it's definitely something good to write down and to just take an objective position and just start to write of like, as a spectator, if I take all of the details of my life, who is this woman? Does she like her job? Does she like her partner? Does she like her kids? Does she like where she lives? It's like, yeah, based on all of the things that are going on in your life, she doesn't seem like it. Well, she's exhausted. She doesn't spend a lot of time with them or she doesn't take the time to cultivate relationships. She doesn't take the time to grow herself. She doesn't do any reading. She doesn't watch anything that's personal development oriented. She doesn't have a passport, you know, and maybe that's not a priority for you to travel internationally. And that's totally fine. But if it's a priority for you to travel at all, okay, do you let the fact that maybe you don't have the best car stop you? Do you rent a car? Do you go on a day trip? Do you get together with some other friends? I mean, there are a million and one ways for us to experience our embodiment, but it first requires that we have to open up and be honest about number one, what we're looking for. And then also to where we're out of alignment with that. So I don't know, maybe this will be the end of my, I don't know if this is a three-part series, it's going to end up being a four-part or what, but for right now, this is the end of my three-part sermon. So thank you for listening. Again, there will be some links in the show notes and I will be back soon.